Star Star Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fears on the fears on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound shape, sound shape, sound shape. Crown the king, crown the king, only. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the fields. Oh, and five forever keeping the real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and all seeds, they taking no shorts. So hot the depth. Oh, yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's course. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you share for, Moses out the window. They analyze it with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always this season if people start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. Got what you need. If the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live it. We got what you we need. Got what you yeah. need. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. Got what you and y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat stick. I got what you need. I got what you need. I got what you need. Peace, what up, everybody? It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named H5. Your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa, currently held hostage. And I don't know how the fuck I snuck my phone in here, but this is the only way I was able to get this show out live today. We're back with the newest episode of the Star 5. As always, y'all see that QR code next to Jamal's head. Hit that QR code to find us everywhere on the planet. And with that being said, I plan to, we plan to make sure that this show is better than last night's Roy Rumble. Jamal. What's, What's good, everybody? Mayor, TJ, how y'all doing today? Everybody out there? I'm hearing about this rumble. I'm hearing how lackluster this rumble was, man. I didn't watch it myself, but... Man, listen. All I know is is the WWE should feel fortunate if they still have a number of Peacock subscribers left after last night. They really play us for a fool, TJ. I, I'm sorry. What's I, good, I, gentlemen? Hey, no, you, you, your frustration is well noted, sir, as well as many others I've seen on the web uh, earlier this earlier today. Uh, besides the crappy weather, it's been a good week for light skinned brother number one over here. You know, on a personal level, can't complain. Knocking out some goals, finally good to see the grind pay off. So, you know, the first quarter of the year going on, going as planned. Looking forward to bigger and better things come by the summertime. But uh, besides that. You know, stay warm, people. It's fucking nine degrees outside. You don't need oh. to get more ashy than what you already are. If you got a cut, buddy, better get skin close, brother, because that shit is wicked cold outside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very Boston of you, wicked cold. Somebody said, <laughs> I heard I heard Dino Bravo won the rumble against the Brooklyn Brawler after Tito Santana was disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, real real shit, that probably would have been a better result than what happened yesterday. <laughs> Yo, but sorry for the truck noise, because y'all know where I'm at, as always, each and every Sunday when I'm making this money. Um, TJ or Jamal, one of y'all, please take a look out on 
who is on the Facebook comments, if you don't mind, because said person here came up as Facebook user. That is Chris Milner. Oh, what up, Chris? Shout what out to the Mr. Milner. Milner. The good brother Harold Lemons is on as well. Yes, sir. He, it's been a minute, Chris. Whenever you want to come through, man, you know, you can come on. But we got a light one, easy one for y'all this week, man. Ah, let's get right into it. Normally, we're your weekend football watch along, but this week, because we are finally in the AFC and NFC Championship round on our way to the Super Bowl, the games happen, happen to come on after we are done, hopefully. And first game up, Jamal. We got to actually go over last week's games, which we definitely might have seen. And we'll save that one for last, but we might have seen one of the best playoff games, if not the best playoff game we all as a community has ever seen. No doubt. That uh, that Bills Chiefs game, is that what you're referring to? That, sh- that, yes, that, sir. that beautiful shootout. I mean, I don't feel bad for anybody who picked either team to win. <laughs> I think I picked the Bills. I thought it was going to be a shootout. I thought I picked the Bills, but um, that game was crazy. That game, there's a couple of things going on there. That was a, 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 a masterclass in quarterback. But it's also, man, whew, if them defensive coordinators got jobs next year. For <laughs> <laughs> real. Couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom. Nope. <laughs> not with, not even if you had 13 seconds, Jamal. Oh. You couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. That was some Mike Tyson shit right there. Shit. I you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and, that, and on that point there, Jamal, like, see, that's why, like, that game last that game last week, I can say, was one of the greatest because defense was played early. Mm-hmm. Defense was played very early, with the exception of the fucking last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Twenty five total points scored within them last two minutes. Or I think it was a minute and change, less than two minutes, was and to know. Both Mahomes and Josh Allen, which number one, Buffalo, y'all sick, y'all's future is secure. Bro. Your your future is secure. If you're a person who only thinks and talks quarterbacks, just understand you can go learn other positions now because Josh Allen is straight. Yeah, man. Chiefs already know what they got. But to know that both of these brothers did not throw a single interception all game. It it kind of speaks to the defensive back situations on both teams. Well, which well, which I, I did say. mention. I did mention <laughs> TJ. I did mention. I did mention if you attack that defense, that secondary on them Chiefs, you did it can be a big problem. You did, but this problem. was the high scoring game he was looking for from out of the Bucks. Yes, uh, Niners game. That. This yeah. is the game that you was looking for in the Bucks Niners game, but you got it in the the Bills Chiefs game. But the reason right. they didn't throw no picks, Bucks, but, Bucks Rams, it was Bucks game. Rams. Yeah, the reason why they ain't throw no picks is motherfuckers was wide open all day. I mean, there was not a single body next to Gabriel Davis on any of his touchdown catches. Your man went for four scores, and nobody was within five to six yards of him, which was ridiculous. I mean, after the third touchdown, you think you might want to double bracket him or cover two or something. Like, put 
bump him at the line of scrimmage, do something. Like, Jesus Christ, man. The man shredded your whole entire defense. Well, there was a couple plays there where I, one of the um, one of the last of the four touchdowns that Davis caught, uh, the fucking DB just busted his ass. And it wasn't even like a legit ankle break. It was just a cut, and you seen this man rolling on the floor for a while. <laughs> but then, let yo for Tyreek Hill to yo. You want to talk about cross, speed to break that cross again across the middle? I speed. thought the game was over. I legitimately thought that game was over when I saw the the peace sign mm-hmm. <laughs> as yeah. Son was skating down the sideline, Jamal. I thought that game was over then, but nope. Well, the game just started, really, at that point. <laughs> Word. The game just Shit. started. Shit, I thought the game was over with 13 seconds left. You know what I'm saying? I thought the game was over like three times already. But, you know, that was – Yeah, listen, I haven't seen anything like that on a professional level. I've seen a few college football games shoot out like that where it was crazy like that, but never – on the NFL level, and we got a treat last week. I mean, like you said, Jamal, you couldn't get up and leave the TV. I mean, even if you had no dog in the fight, it was just exciting to watch. It was some backyard playground shit that was going on. The way Josh Allen was running around, breaking tackles, running over people, you know, fourth and 13, converting for touchdowns type shit. It was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But they but came then- to play, and uh, Josh Allen did was on some never-say-die shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I give him his props. And big respect to Josh Allen because in the beginning of the season, I wasn't as high on him as uh, everybody else was. Uh, now, bro's the truth. 100%. 100%. But the Buffalo Bills also learned, as everybody else who had to lose the game to the Chiefs at, like, the waning seconds of the game, you never, ever, 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 ever leave Travis Kelsey as open as they did. Well, Dan, that, that, that man, that man is, spe- he actually is pretty special with the ball in his hands. Yeah. And real quick, before you respond to that, DJ, as Chris says, as a lifelong Bills fan, I'm sad, but proud we responded. The coaches let the players down. I, the Bills showed last week why they're going to be around for the next few years. Absolutely. Do I think the coaches let, no, I, again, a coach ain't going to call a setup to not succeed. The players still got to perform. That's right. Well, I think he's he's referring to not squid kicking or kicking the ball short with 13 seconds left and giving them a, every opportunity to win the game instead of kicking the ball out the end zone. That's what I only that's, – I think that's their only gripe that they could possibly have just leaving 13 seconds. I mean, nobody expects you to go, you know, what, 54 yards or something like that to kick a game-time field goal in 13 seconds. I and agree. That's, and see, TJ, that's where it, it, it's, it's either it's either it's a this or that when it comes to the coaching. It's a this or that when it comes to the coaching. Like Kurt says, shout-outs to you, brother. He said you kick it short, then they got a shorter distance. Absolutely. That's the thing where it comes to the coaching in this situation is it's, it's a the, matter of you can swim kick it. Go ahead, TJ, because I got truck noise here. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I think what the defense got lax, they thought 13 seconds, there's no way they're going to get close enough to kick a field goal. I think they thought in their minds that they had enough time to run the clock out 
and right, it was well, a lapse. Okay, and that that's what that's where it shows that that they they look lax because they was in that prevent. Don't get beat deep. But again, when you have the speedsters that Kansas City has, and you don't leave Travis Kelsey open because that man can break anything. We've seen it, I think, in one of the last games of the year. Mm-hmm. Fucking bro, <laughs> with that with that breakaway sixty plus yard touchdown run. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you don't you don't leave that man as open as you do, regardless. But going back to the coaching aspect of the the play call, you're supposed to try to pin them back as far as possible. Yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking run time off the clock because of the squib kick. Once somebody touches it, there could be that off chance somebody messes up, fumbles, muffs, yada, yada. I mean, the would you short, rather have short, six seconds as well as 13 yeah, seconds and the, they got one play, the, two plays? It's it's the possibility of. It's the possibility of. And yeah. for the clock to start, the player still got to touch the ball anyway. Like Chris said, squibs can go terribly wrong. And this is the point I'm trying to prove at here. Strips could go wrong in either way. Right. So you go with the short kick as long as your kicker can get it out of the end zone or you try to short, you get, hit that kick that gets just inside the, the five. But yeah. I believe, I don't know if I might be getting the games wrong. It was either that game or a different game where I, yeah, I might be getting the games wrong. So I'm not going to bring that point up. I know which one you're talking about where the guy kicked it short and then he kicked it out Twice. of bounds. Yeah, he kicked Twice. that out of it. That was the Rams. Twice. That was the Rams yes. against Tampa Bay. Right. And and that went and we'll transition went. off of that. But you go with the shore, get it out of the end zone, you start from the 25, and you you kind of do play prevent. I mean, it's 13, 13 seconds, seconds, bro. Left. It's 13 exactly. seconds. <laughs> but but as the chief showed, it was 13 seconds with three times. Too out. many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was 13 yeah. seconds with three timeouts. That but, means they so could have went across the middle easily. So, yes, unlike again, Chiefs, they showed y'all, they showed Dallas how you work. <laughs> That's what a lot of people were saying uh, last week too. But transitioning to the Bucks Rams game, that that kicking in those kicking incidents, two in a row. Once again, this is where you could kind of say coaching, taking your foot off the gas pedal, almost did the Rams in. This was the game, like you mentioned, TJ, that, yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to do my own horn. I fortunately picked everything right last week, with the exception of the Caesars uh, bet. Tom Brady fucked that up for me by not throwing a touchdown. <laughs> oh, no, wait. He did throw a touchdown. He only threw one, though. He didn't he, give me he, he threw one to Mike Evans, yeah. No, no. It was Aaron Rodgers fucked that up for me. And we'll get to that in a second. Aaron Rodgers fucked up that bet for me. <laughs> but Brady and Brady and 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 his mind, his play, along with the coaching of Byron Leftwich, offensively, that is. He showed why who he was and who he has been for decades. It's ridiculous, man. And the Rams. The Rams tried to hand that game back to them, man. The Ram, as 
<laughs> Rams approach the fourth quarter like Dipset approach versus. <laughs> All right, enough said. I don't need to even follow that comment up, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say nothing else. <laughs> Man, like who saw that? Who saw that comeback coming? Though I, I didn't. Man, uh, they, they I, I, the beats on them to the point I was like, "Oh well, this is how the goat's gonna go out." And they found a way to come back, man. Jamal, I literally told my pops, "This is not Atlanta." You know what I'm saying? I literally told my pops, "This is not Atlanta. They're just a much better team." And there they go, fumble one, fumble two, you know, interception, oh. like. It was How just, it was just that? the wheels fell off, bro. Back to back plays on both sides from both teams. That's right. Fumble, then fumble. Who would have, like, when, when the Rams recovered the Bucks fumble, I was like, here you go. You're back in the driver's seat. Immediately the next fucking play. Nope. Like, Holy you can't crap. do that with Tom Brady, man. <laughs> he showed why he, you're right. He showed why he is who he is, but. I think the story of the day was the, the man game. smells blood in the water, bro. Once he yeah. smells blood in the water, bro, it's a wrap. He's coming for you. He's coming for you. That man's will is something else. At his age and still playing uh, the way he plays, I mean, he All don't right. have to beat you with the deep threat. He's just surgical with his shit, man. He knows where everybody's supposed to be at. He knows where your weaknesses are. He's going to attack that until you find a way to stop it or you get in his face and sack him, one of the two. Man, it's just too nice. <laughs> well, but we could say happy trails to Tom Brady, but then I also seen a link come up that said Tom Brady did wasn't yet he did not yet define to the Bucks that he's retiring. <clears throat> so we'll wait for official word because everybody was giving him his farewells and the swan songs and all that stuff. But then I I kind of see like a like a. a uh, 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 what what is what is Lee Corso's uh, catchphrase? Like, hold up now, or whatever it is, or like, slow down, or whatever the fuck it is. But that's what I heard when I seen the article. I heard Lee Corso's catchphrase, and it was like, Tom Brady did not declare yet to Bucks front office that he is retired. He shouldn't. But yeah. but should he? But should mm, he? Nah. I don't think he wants to go out like that. I don't think he wants to go out like that last game, bro. They was missing that vital look, weapons, and they made a game out of that. They could very well be playing today. Could very well listen, be today. So, listen, nah, he was he was tight, and the fact that you let Cooper Cup run wild past your secondary, man. this guy's a triple crown receiver. I don't know how you not double him and just like, you know, drag him to the ground before he leaves the line of scrimmage is is just unacceptable. Let somebody else beat you, but don't let Cooper Cup beat you for the game winning field goal. That shit was ridiculous. Yeah, well, I'm glad it happened. First off, but second, <laughs> real, real quick aside, real quick aside though, Jamal, and I'll throw just this one to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper Cup and that Triple Crown, like even he, and I, I, congrats and salutes to him on the achievement. But even he recognizes that this wouldn't be if it wasn't for that game 17, that week 17. It's true. Or that 17th game. You know what I'm saying? And that was kind of we we talked about the you know the the seventeenth game week eighteen shit uh, a week or two ago, but 
do you think we're going to see more records like this broken, Jamal, because of this now added game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's more opportunity. I mean, you get you get more chances to do these things. Um, this this extending the season does a certain amount of things. Um, like one, extending the season worked the reverse. It preserved that undefeated season by the Dolphins. It's much Ooh. harder. Oh, good call. Games, you know, so um, on top of it, I know you know it really. A lot of folks didn't really think a, a 17th game was a good look, but we got one of the best playoffs I've ever seen this year. Good season and, and good playoffs, man. So, I mean, I'm all for it. But I think with that extra game, you're going to see a lot, a lot of, a lot of records broken. With 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 that extra game, I think mad rushing titles are going to fall because how many rushing titles would have been caught tied or broken if they had one more game to play? I don't know because the well, running. Or you maybe know? sacks, or maybe yeah. sacks too. Sacks, or maybe, sacks. Yeah, but the running game. Sacks, mm, keep yeah, going, Jamal. Yeah, the you running game. What I was going to say. The, the <laughs> running game now um, is the ball's been taken. The, the halfback is not emphasized like it is. You're not seeing that many folks getting that many carries, or at least one person getting that many carries. So those right. rushing records may be safe, as uh, new age offenses have de-emphasized the, the, the backfield. Okay. As Chris said, records are still good. OJ did 2,000 in 14 games. Yeah. They'll never be replaced. And he said, no one is still catching Jerry. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It took, it yeah. took, see now, it took Emmett Smith, what, 18 seasons to catch, Bar to catch, I said catch Barry, but catch Walter. And I, 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 I should have left it alone at Barry because if Barry just stayed a couple more seasons, yeah, he would have made that he, he would have made that record to the point where Emmett Smith would have said, you know what, fuck 18 seasons. I'm leaving once I'm done with the Cowboys. He would have made that shit up. <laughs> I know. He, he would have never went to Arizona, possibly. Or would have still been playing right now to, to age 50. <laughs> Trying to catch Barry's record. <laughs> yeah, he said Emmett was a nut. LOL, Paul Pierce Clippers years got him that, got him that. Yeah, it's like shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like it's it's the extended uh, <laughs> extended years. How many yards on. How, how many yards does a Frank Gore have? Because he's been around since like the beginning of time. Frank, yeah. I think Frank Gore is like, is definitely top five all time. He I has he to be. be at like three or four. He has to be because. Yeah. He's been grinding. Yeah, Frank Gore started back in the days of the leather helmets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's younger than all of us. <laughs> and he's younger than all of us. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you know what I'm he he was there, and when the U was the U, with quite possibly the greatest college football team ever, 2001 and them. Yes, sir. No, was he? No, he wasn't. That was after Frank Gore. No, Frank Gore was the 2014. Cause that was a uh, Clinton Portis, oh, yeah. uh, Clinton Portis, uh, Willis McGahey, and somebody else. It wasn't Frank. That's Gore. where McGahey hurt his knee in the game, right? In that, uh, yeah, but I, I thought Gore was there, but I thought uh, McGahey was playing just because only because Gore was injured, also. I think mm. that was at the end. I think that was at the, the, the next one, the one we got screwed by Ohio, the one we got screwed by Ohio State. With. I still, I still can't that game, man. Uh, not at all. I, uh, and I already hate <laughs> fucking what's that? I, damn, uh, Maurice Claret. 
Shout out to Maurice Claret. What a nut job. Yo, and real shit. Shout out to my homegirl, Lynette, who went to Ohio State. And she would say that Maurice Claret was really walking around that campus like he was the biggest shit in the world. And he was like, like, it's almost like he was an asshole. And I, I felt him, you know, I don't, sorry, we're sidebarring, but I felt him on trying to challenge getting into the league after his rookie season because he, you know, get it while it's hot type of mentality. The rest of the college world can do that. So why can't I? But then when he eventually got in the league, it was just, you know, bye-bye, see you later. You know, I said it before, I don't like to call professional athletes who don't truly pan out busts because they still made it somewhere that the average human can't. And still played the game at a level that the average human can't. That's why, I like, we talked about Kwame Brown a few, like, months ago when his whole hype train was rolling. I can't call that man a bust when he spent 12 years in the league. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you was the number one pick and did it pan out to whatever they assume number one picks are supposed to be. But to have had a 12 plus year career, you know what I'm saying? Greg Oden too. Like, yeah, I thought about him as like a bust at one time. Couldn't stay healthy. Still managed to on the bench gain a championship. I think he spent about seven years in the league still. Sparingly with minutes and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And shit like that. That it's like, yeah, I can't call y'all people bust because you made it to a level that I never made it to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're still of that 0.8% or 1% of the world who played at a professional level. I see, TJ, I see you smirking. But, you know, <laughs> it's because it's kind of barbershop talk. But Yeah, it's, it's only... Thing, but... They made it there, yes. But, you know, when they, what did they do when they got there? Is the... Is the, is the is the is the deciding factor you know did they give did they put their best foot forward did they injuries like the great Odin Odin shit you can't prevent that like injuries are injuries Grant Hill or a lot of Tracy McGrady a lot of these great players had injuries that derailed their career and you know you can't do nothing about that but if you were healthy look at your your man who played Jamarcus Russell like that's a bus bro Jamarcus Russell was a bus Agreed. LSU Tiger, shout out to him. Man was able to throw 70-plus yards just standing on his knees. But the reason why I kind of eliminate that again in this aspect is because, all right, forget the football aspect because there are other countries that play football. But, no, I will bring it in because if you take that person and try to put them into, say, a league that my man played in Poland, and then played in a league in Finland. You're better than probably 99.99999% of that league. Take a take a Kwame Brown and let him go play overseas. Right. He could be on the on the Marbury tip and be better than every single person. But he was in a league of his peers, though, Dan. That's the whole deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's league of your peers. And if we were to sit back and do a deep dive of how many people, even at his position, came and went during his career. It's a, it's, it's a boatload. Yeah. Now, Jamarcus Russell, at his position, yeah, I get it. Quarterback. 
But even the hefty lefty went on to play arena in places. Yeah. was still doing his thing. You well, know my thing saying? was, like, my Jamarcus Russell, they gave him a blank CD and was like, did you watch the film? He was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. I watched it. He was like, you lying ass because there was nothing on it. You know what I'm Come on, B. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but anyway, I don't even know how the fuck we segued into bus talk. We did that already. Right. The episode bum, bum a bus. Go back and listen to that. But you, you know what? We kind of segued into this shit because that's kind of how irrelevant the other two games felt. <laughs> you know, I mean, the Bengal the Bengals Titans game. Like, I I did call the for the Bengals win, I believe, and I Listen. didn't. You know, I hey, Joe Burrow, man, LSU, Jamar Chase. He got sat nine times, Dan. Ooh. That shit can't last forever, bro. It's gonna yeah, catch up well, to him. Nine, yeah, t- you but- can't get sacked nine times and, and pull out a W every time, bro. It's not that offensive line is. A sieve, bro. It's just like well, sandbags at the levee. You know what I'm saying? Like they're breaking. Left though, that that's gonna do that to him though. Oh, I realize. You know what? Pause that because I realized we didn't. Why we didn't talk about those games? We talked about them last week because they happened on Saturday. So my bad, right. y'all. Let's fast right. forward into today's games and let's make them picks. Do y'all want to start off with the early game? Two o'clock, Chiefs, Bengals. Where do y'all see this one going? Ooh, I'll start. I'll start. I, I this could be this game could go either really exciting like we saw last week, or it could be straight total domination by one team. I just, I mean, the Bengals got a a, a great defense. I don't know if they're going to bring the, the their offense can bring the same energy as the Bills bring bring last week. Like I said, due due to that offensive line. That offensive line is going to be a problem. And it was like a party in the, in the backfield for most of the day. But Burrow still got his shit off. Jamar Chase is legit stud number one wide receiver. You have to put bodies on that man. And he's strong, too. He attacks the ball at the point of attack. The man gets the shit done. All right. They, are, they also got two other wide receivers and a, and a great tight end that's available. Uh, mixing came around and started doing his thing, he could catch the ball at the backfield as well. Uh, will it be a shootout or will it be a blowout? I I can see the Chiefs winning this by 10 points. I can see the Chiefs winning this by 25 points. But I got the Chiefs winning in this one. Home field advantage and that offensive line is just too much for the Chief, uh, the Bengals to overcome. Well, Jamal, I, I see Jamal Chase giving the Chiefs secondary problems. Because, yeah. uh, like I said, if I, the one name player that you can mention from that secondary is the Honey Badger, and if 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 he is out, mm-hmm. Tyron Matthew, if he is out, to pay attention to Jamar Chase is going to be priority number one for that Chiefs defense. Yeah, man. If they can't cont- if they can't contain that kid, then this can be. Uh, if they can contain him it'll be a blowout. If they can't contain him, it's going to be, to me, a Chiefs win by a touchdown or less this week. I, I kind of agree. I think it'll be, it'll be close. There's a couple of factors. It's, it's going to come down to the Bengals' offense. And 
if they can execute today. Their defense is good. Um, their offense got to do a better job at protecting Joe Burrow and getting that ball out of there. But how much – I don't know how much the Chiefs have left in the tank uh, from last week. And then, man, are they going to go to three straight Super Bowls? That's just hard, man. It is. You're right yeah. about that. Um, I don't know. I can't put my finger on the Bengals, man. I don't. I don't. I still don't know who they are. So this is the question: Is yeah. Joe Burrow going to have enough time to hit Jamar Chase, or or is the defense going to get to Joe Burrow before he can throw the ball? It's the question. Like, he's <laughs> as good as uh, the, uh, uh, Tennessee's, though. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, you're right. Said, Tennessee's yeah. got a better defense. So it, it may he may. They may fare better this week, you know. Chris, oh, Chris uh, believes Patrick. here. You see what Chris believes here. He says Joe Burrow is going to look like Tommy Morrison <laughs> after Ray Mercer <laughs> after this game. So, all right, we'll so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, Chiefs in the close one, man. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I like too. I think Chiefs in a close one. The underestimation of the Bengals this season is done. Um, I think now. Now, because of the way the Browns look, shit's up in the air. Big Ben just retired. Peace out on 18 seasons. Um, this this can be his and Lamar Jackson's division to fight over for at least the next decade, possibly more. Yeah. But maybe Breaking this news. Year just, this year just ain't that time. What's that? Breaking news, Dan. Uh, the Raiders hired Josh McDaniels as their head coach. So much for that Rooney rule. Next up, <laughs> Rams versus the 49ers. Now, I believe the Rams haven't beat the 49ers in six games. But I think Jamal will after, after, will start with you. I think I see differently. Yeah, I think the Rams are going to take them. They, they got too much. They, they're just too skilled. Um, 49ers have offensive problems, problemas. Um, Good defense, but I just think I think the Rams they they do for a win against them. They're too much, too much talent right now. Yeah, you know they yeah, say Styles yeah. win fights, right? So it seems like the Rams, the the 49ers always have the Rams number when they play them, and they, I'm sure they go into the defense is going in with a ton of confidence against this team uh, today after past performances. Um, but like you said, they didn't have. I don't think they had Odell the last time they played, or did they? But no, right? So that's a that's I a big I believe no. That's a big deal. No. That's a big that's a big weapon on the other side uh from across from Cooper Cup. Or or even lining them up together trying to figure out who who's gonna guard who. Um that Rams defense, man, Donaldson, Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, they they just got a bunch of heavyweights on that side of the ball. And they're going to be coming for Garoppolo. Garoppolo didn't inspire any type of confidence in me the week before playing against Green Bay. I don't know what the hell that was. He was he was barely a game manager in that one. Um, I think the Rams might get a couple of picks today and and walk this one off. I think they win by at least a touchdown, if not more. Like Chris called it, Rams by seventeen. And yeah, as you as you name drop, like you oh so eloquently do. You do that like you, you name drop like the game does. But um <laughs> but, but, but um Jalen Ramsey last week though, like after Mike Evans was beating up the other side of the field, the other cornerback on that team, Jalen Ramsey so boldly went over there and said, I got him, I got him. 
two plays later got fucking torched. He did. And I don't think Debo Samuel is torching anybody this go-round. To me, though the 49ers have been doing their thing, when you have to resort to your wide receiver to play running back for you, your problems are bigger than what shows in your wins. That's just my opinion. Yeah, Debo Samuels is like that Swiss Army knife utility guy. He can do a little bit of everything. But when you resort to your wide receiver running the ball for you, I like it that you can mix it up like that. But again, that to me just reads you have a lot more issues on that side of the ball. Their defense is okay. Their defense can carry them a long way, but just not this week. I'm going by 10. So right in between your y'all picks and Chris's picks, because he thinks 17, I'm going by at least 10. The Rams right there wrong against uh against the, the 49ers. And they do what Roman Reigns couldn't do against Seth Rollins last night and get that fucking win. They host <laughs> so, their own Super Bowl. That'd be dope. So that would don't be feel crazy. Advantage. And we will give our, and we'll give our Super mm-hmm. Bowl predictions yeah. next week. Next weekend, we'll give our Super Bowl predictions for who we think will win. Rams or Chiefs? Yeah, I'm calling it now. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Um, all right. Next up, in the world of hip hop. And and can only say it's the world of hip hop because of the two people that are the faces of this charge that's going on right now in the legal world and the justice system world. Jay-Z and Meek Mills have been pushing for a bill to end for rap lyrics to be admissible in court. Y'all thoughts. That's it goes into the whole freedom of speech, right? The First Amendment, right to say what you want, whether it's agreeable to you or not. You know what I'm saying? That's your right to say you hate this or you hate that or, you know, how you feel about a certain particular person, race or human being. That's that's why we live in America. You you can have the right to say that without being persecuted for it. So, um, I mean, even though your words have actions and consequences to it, that's not the way you should be doing it. Also, why are you just... Ryan about shit that you just did. Like, why are you telling on yourself? Like, I just don't understand that either. Like, this shit makes no sense. Like, you're blatantly bragging about a crime that you committed yeah. on a song. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> as Mr. Fantastic said it, <laughs> rap snitches telling all their business, sit in the court and be their own star witness. Do you yes, see the sir. perpetrator? Yeah, I'm yeah, right he here. right here. Yeah, fuck around, get your whole label <laughs> set up for years. Jamal, there's two songs that if y'all never heard these two songs, plus there's a documentary. Shout out to this guy named Trap Lore Ross. Trap Lore Ross is a dude out of the UK who makes documentaries about the trap music scene, gang life, and shit like that. He did this one about Jacksonville. I posted it in HADG. I might have posted it in the Star 5 group. I, I've been telling people, yo, watch this shit, but also watch that kid's documentaries because he does put together some good documentaries, right? 
And the one he did about Jacksonville was the one that made me think about this law. And though I believe it is a great law because yes, it protects freedom of speech, which is number one of those number one things in this country next to guns. And for some, the church, you know, no disrespect to y'all, but protects freedom of speech. These cats, this kid Young and Ace did a song called Who I Smoke, right? In this song, I wish I could throw a snippet up, but I'm not doing all that on this phone. The young kids, if y'all don't know, to hit some of y'all elder statesmen and women out there, when they say that they're smoking on a pack of such and such, that means they're smoking their op, they're smoking the dead enemy. These cats was name dropping all cats that their two clicks killed over time. They were self-snitching on their whole crew within the lyrics of their song. Then the, the enemy from the other side of Jacksonville, this kid named, uh, he goes by Fulio or Julio Fulio. He did a joint called When I See You over um, Fantasia's beat, I think, from a song When I See You. And he's dissing Young and Ace's crew's dead off. If the courts wanted to, and again, the both of these cats too were also involved in drive-bys, getting shot, cars getting shot up. Young and Ace had, they were going out to celebration for a birthday dinner. Carl got shot up in a drive-by. His fucking little brother and the person in the back both died. He survived behind the wheel. They were rapping about these shits in their songs. In the videos. All that shit. So there has to be a point where you have to self-contain and stop rap snitch condition all over your damn self. I think this is a part, Jamal, I think this is a part of the problem when people talk about quote unquote hip hop, well, they'll talk the whole, they'll use the label of the culture just talking rap music. But in rap music, when they say these cats just, they lyrically, they suck, they need to, they, they need to get better, yada, yada. They're not of this era, they're not of that era, even though we've had the same shit from our era. But it shows a lack, a huge lack of creativity in their rhymes instead of just trying to be the realist and rapping the realest shit. They're fucking telling on themselves. Yeah. Um, if if they get that bill to pass, I mean, shout out to them. That's crazy because I don't, I'm, I just, isn't there a better hill to die on though? For real? Then if, if you if you tell it on yourself, but you don't want it to be used against you, it don't make no sense to me. <laughs> just keep your mouth shut. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like, how are you going to pull your business out there? Say what you're doing, and then expect to be protected from it. it. Just, I don't know. It don't make no sense. I mean, it's, it's again. If they get that bill passed, good for them. I, I, I mean, but like, I just think there's better hills to die on, bro. For real. I could dig that, but I, I and I, as Chris says, freedom of speech got nothing to do with this. Freaking senseless gun violence, fam. 
how come our rap legends live by code? Because it's just, I. You muted yourself. You muted yourself. My bad. My bad. I said this is just generational shit. You know what I'm saying? This is generational shit. And let's remember, each era had its rebels. We were rebellious against our own parents. My kids in some sort of a way are rebellious against me in certain ways. You know, not bad, not bad ways. It's just go clean your room and they'll just sit there on their phone. Or some fuck you shit, you know what I'm saying? Without saying fuck you, because my daughters would get punched in the teeth for that. But generationally, <laughs> generationally, we all had our moments, especially when it comes to rap. The next generation might have listened to certain cats and got on. Then the younger cats was just like, you know what, fuck them older dudes, because them older cats, you know, they like the younger kids didn't want to listen to the older cats who might have not been steering them what they thought was the right way. And they wanted to go and learn on their own. A lot of this shit is generational to me. Well, it was, it, isn't that the TikTok meme going around? Corbin got shot. Tay got shot. Some, you know, somebody found his body. You know, like, what happened to him? Like, there's a whole joke about that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're glorifying people dying over a, a street or a block that they don't own or whatever the case may be uh, for bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just like you said, you know, you're out here, you're doing this, and then you, you're you making it worse by even admitting you, you did it in your song and how you did it. Like, what the fuck? Just, yeah, but it's like the same right. time. It's still telling yourself. Like, why tell yourself that? Right. Why, right. why do you need legislation to protect you from telling yourself? I don't understand. <laughs> don't no sense. Just don't say nothing. Yeah, yeah, this, that's that's just hard to do. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Like it says, Casanova <laughs> sitting in jail now. They're using some of his Vlad interview as evidence. See now, there's it actually an interview. I, I didn't hear it all, but I heard pieces of it. On um, Vlad was on Matt Hoffa's thing, and he was talking about how. He doesn't like people think of Vlad as this fucking insider, this op, this and that, and the third. And he's like, I don't willingly give over anything. And he's talking about briefly about how he, you know, the 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 law has come to him several times asking for shit, and he would deny the request all the time unless they produce something otherwise. But generally, he protects all his he protects his his uh his media he protects his content unless the law pinches him otherwise but then what? he also doesn't ask a question that and if this is just common sense knowledge if you watch him if you don't want to answer a fucking question you don't you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to answer it that's the whole deal so and and this is why people blaming vlad on i get it if you want to be mad at vlad about the minister farrakhan comments and stuff like that all right to, all right to. You can say I'm defending Vlad, whatever, whatever. Fine, I don't give a fuck. But if your dumbass is going to sit there and answer a question that you think is going to incriminate yourself, you are the fucking idiot. That's it. Plain and simple. But you're going to talk about yo, you know. I, I love when niggas say yo, as a man though. But as a man, as but as a man, you still going to sit there and tell on yourself. 
That's not man like. What what kind of nonsense that? is that? I don't know. Niggas. <laughs> Niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a as a man, as a nah. That's crazy. Nah, but you said nothing wrong with street drug rap, but keep your dirt your dirt's hidden. I do my dirt all by my lonely. Tretch. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm just trying to, you know, still wrap my head around it that they trying to have actual legislation to protect you from telling from willingly telling yourself. <laughs> right. This is what's going on. This is what energy is being spent on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that, it makes that, it, I mean that makes but no it, sense. It, but it makes sense from who it's coming from. That part, yeah. I understand the generational change and difference, and they, they operate different differently. I get that. But at the same thing, at the end of the day, you know, trials are still based on evidence or said evidence. <laughs> you know, that stuff don't change. That's not generational. You know what I mean? Right. No, right, like right. That doesn't that doesn't interest institute the lyrical change in rap. <laughs> but legally, though, again, that this this is, I if you even want to dare say this was Jay protecting himself from his early rhymes because the people around him even said in interviews like the shit that Jay raps like some of it might feel embellished but he wasn't rapping about no shit that he wasn't living either true right now he you know what I'm saying and now now not saying like it hope did that so hopefully you don't have to go through that it's that that line there alone youth like if you favor Jay Z as one of your 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 goats, one of your all time favorites, that bar alone should tell you, you know what? Maybe I need to fucking stop. Look, ten years <laughs> ago we weren't even ten years ago we weren't even entertaining no conversation like this because nobody was doing no dumb shit like this. No, ten years ago, ten years ago was still a, a it it was the start of drill and trap. This is when we had what 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 were were dudes really doing shit like were they really going in on the drill going in on were they really going in on who they were knocking off though the drill scene TJ okay okay (laughs) okay okay (laughs) yes Yes, TJ and I'll say it again again yes. <laughs> they were doing that in our era via Bloods and Crip raps and other gang membership like that, but they wasn't naming cats is where the difference is. That's the difference. <laughs> okay. You know, these niggas okay. are straight up fuck you, Taquan Davis the third. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I that, caught your body. Niggas, <laughs> that's right. You know, I caught my nigga Jamel Morris the second. <laughs> 125th and, and 7th. I hit him with that 211th. <laughs> Caught me a 187th. It was 3.30 at night. It was cold. It was February heaven. 5th. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. They're just giving what... exact details of when and where it happened. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I shot that nigga on the block. It was 90 degrees hot because weatherman <laughs> told me <laughs> it was time to rock. <laughs> like <laughs> you said, <laughs> he said the clips didn't didn't do none of that when they rapped about. 
update Taquan Davis Sr. is outraged. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. But what's really, but what I'm really outraged at, though, is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Niggas said they give up GPS coordinates. This is fact, though. (laughs) Niggas, niggas, yo, niggas tracks and album covers be fucking iPhone pin drops. <laughs> Location pin drops and shit. Niggas is wilding out here. That's but again, wild. speaking of, speaking of wilding and outrage is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I'ma say it. I've said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Fuck you, writers of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Fuck every one of you writers who have a vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame. I doubt y'all will see this and if y'all ever do, even if one of y'all do. Fuck you, and hope some. Hopefully, somebody writes a diss track about you one day, smoking your pack while you're living. By the way, (laughs) we're not we're not advocating for none of the the harsh stuff. But no, really though, fuck you, fuck every one of the writers from the Baseball Hall of Fame, except for those who voted for Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, all the quote unquote steroid era people. You fucking should be ashamed of yourselves because let's be real. You just voted in last year. Forget it. Last year was a travesty. They voted nobody in because they feel, oh, Edgar Martinez, you were a DH. You don't deserve to be in. Yet you were one of the greatest hitters we've ever seen. Garbage, man. Um, fucking Barry Bonds, the GOAT baseball player. I don't give a fuck. You can fight me all you want. Greatest baseball player to ever live and play this game. The man had Hall of Fame numbers before the sure. steroid allegations. Sure. Way which before. By the, way before. Which, by the way, he never tested positive in a season, wasn't on the Mitchell Report, all that shit. But the person you voted in because he was a media darling to you, to somebody, you, all the commercials, great ESPN commercials, by the way, great person. Shout outs to Big Poppy and congratulations to you. But it just sucks that you have to get this under this fire. Who? I'm sorry, but your ass tested positive for steroids. The thing that they were so vehemently against about. But yet the people who did get caught and or confessed to it was the people that saved that fucking sport that you love and you report on and yeah. you write about. Barry, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, that 1998 season, I still stand on till this day saved Major League Baseball and turned the presence of Major League Baseball into the eyes of America around once again. That 1998 season did that. And then that Mitchell report came out in the early 2000s who at first only hid certain names. Then you leaked certain names that you wanted us to know because y'all in the media didn't like these people. Then more names came out. Then more names came out. And then eventually, this was one of the trivia questions, by the way, so now I'm going to have to delete the trivia vote, which none of y'all fucking got right. Whatever. (laughs) But you voted in the man who overseen the steroid era and after. Bud Selig should not be in the Hall of Fame for being a commissioner during that time. I said it. 
Bud Selig should not be in the Hall of Fame, according to your fucking credentials, according to your standards on how you voting people in, because they are cheaters. The same people who save your fucking sport. Well, like they said, Dan, the major MLB never gave that money back for all them ratings it got for the home run uh, contest oh. between Sosa and McGuire. Or you know, all the coverage Barry Bonds was getting when he was hitting his 700 home run and shit like that. They never returned oh. any of that money. They never returned any of that money because they were, you know, quote unquote, you thought they were cheating. So what, what, are, you, what are you doing? You're a hypocrite. They're just being hypocrites, bro. They're just being hypocrites for, for, for the exposure. They took advantage of all the exposure, all the ads, all the commercials, all the hype. The shit was on Sunday night baseball every weekend, home run trackers, the whole shit. It led Sports Center every night. You know, Maguire hit another one, Sosa hit another one, Bonds hit another one, A Rod hit another one. You know what I'm saying? They they were all over this shit. They were loving it. So how can you say at during that time when you were salivating over it, getting coverage, trying to get fighting tooth and nail and get interviews with these dudes? And then turn around and be like, nah, son, nah, nah, you, you can't, we can't, we can't. These are the same writers that were covering the sport and didn't mention not one time, you know what, these guys are steroids. We shouldn't give them the attention that they deserve. You know, we shouldn't give them the TV time that they deserve. We shouldn't be advertising and giving them commercials and sponsorships and shit like that, that they deserve uh, because they were cheating. Nah, nah, they were riding that money boat all the way till the wheels fell off. And now you're going to turn around and tell them now they can't get into the hall? Come on, man. Right. And you got to think about it like this. Most of the people from the era before them, when greenies and amphetamines was the thing, are in the Hall of Fame. Right. When they used to have, when they used to have, they used to mention they had party ball bowls in the middle of the fucking locker room to take this shit before the game. Take this shit before the game. Big bowls of this shit. Yeah, let me get two, let me get three, let me get something for the road. That wasn't frowned upon at the time because Put it, it like this. Standard. If you want to go back way back in the days and like the you know the early 1900s where mad racists were playing baseball, you didn't you didn't knock those dudes, you didn't you didn't withdraw their votes from the Hall of Fame. There's mad racists in the Hall of Fame, bro. Mad racists in the Hall of Fame. And that that's that certainly get that gets a pass. Yeah. Well, that's trash. Baseball. Baseball's been running hypocrisy forever, man. It just the thing about baseball, it's it, it's it's so hypocritical in and and how they operate. And that's why, you know, that's why it's dying exactly. a slow death. It's dying a slow death. Um, you know, it deserves it deserves what it gets. Um, just to piggyback on what you said, Dan, with the greenies. And I mean Doc Ellis came right out to tell you what was going on. You know what I mean? Nigga, this nigga pitched a no-hitter on acid. There's a whole documentary about that shit. <laughs> but if, if Poppy got in, everybody in that whole era deserves to get in. It is baseball has always been a sport of whatever the drug of the day was. That's it. And it, it, it is is that simple. And they always got this bullshit folklore rules in baseball. Like the the bat flipping bullshit, oh, it's ruining the sanctity of the game. But the pitchers can get hyped up, hyped up on coke or whatever the fuck they are. When they come out there, and they strike you out. They can go crazy. But if you if you take somebody yard four hundred yards, you can't flip your bat. 
or point at it or stand or, or stand there and admire it. Stupid like, shit. Yeah, Everything. I did that. If you want to talk about good old boys network, that's what it is, bro. It's it's definitely the good old boys network that's dying a slow, hard death in baseball. The old folks is really reigning supreme in that shit. And it's done nowhere else but baseball when it comes to letting the old rules die no, or the old old traditions die in the, in terms of that sense. <laughs> so that's why I miss that's why I miss anabolic steroids. You get caught when you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Past time. They don't update, take use of sports science. Rule changes nothing. This this is major league baseball. It but is. what but but the way but the way they fix situations is oh, too many home runs are being hit in this stadium. Back the fence up. Oh, damn. Our team isn't hitting enough home runs. Bring the fence in. Change the ball. Raise the mound. All this, all the type of dumb shit, man. It just let the game play the game. But you know they they destroying their own sport, man. We're, we're not letting you know trying to keep these old antiquated uh, uh, rules and traditions alive. You know they effectively look at the drop of African American participation in baseball. You know. Uh, we're down to like things six percent now, from a height of eighteen percent in front of baseball. Just whatever, all right. hypocrisy. Yeah, I, I mean certain traditions. Like I, I get what my father had preached for years: get rid of the fucking DH, make pitchers hit. That was something every level of baseball before you did. Mm-hmm. You played, you you hit. I get that, but. Like you mentioned, Jamal, like so many unwritten rules, so many nonsensical rules out there. Like baseball does it to themselves. Yeah. And that's it. And Dan, it's not like pitchers couldn't hit in the lower levels. You know, some pitchers were really good hitters. Some Some pitchers pitchers were the best athletes on their team. Yeah. 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 And and it was like, nah, son, you, you you just stick in the pitching and that's it. Ain't they bringing the DH to the National League too? That's yeah, it might be. That's, that's, to that's protect the million dollar arms. But to end it on this, as Chris said, chicks dig the long ball. Pause. Bring offenses back. Yeah, Shohei Otani, that one Japanese guy's doing Yeah, Shohei Otani is that one anomaly. But that just speaks to American sports and the specialization that we've went through over the past 20 years of you start off as a kid, you're a pitcher, you got to be a pitcher all the way through and focus on just that. You're a soccer player, no, you can't run track. You got to focus on soccer. You're a football player, no, you can't run track. You got to be a, just a football player and work on this, that, and the third. So many kids from our eras and stuff, we played everything. If you were able to be in a league or afford to be in a league, you played everything. It made you a better all-around player, though. They don't understand yes, it. It made you one, a better yes. in the one sport. Yeah, it made you a better in player in that in your main sport. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But chicks dig the long ball, allegedly. Chicks dig long and short other things. But we'll leave it at that. We're going to say that the rest of this episode has been fucked. And we're out because I got to get back to doing some shit. Shh. Don't tell everybody. Jamal, you know what to do. <laughs> Shout out everybody. Shout out to the viewing audience. Shout out May and TJ. 
Stay warm. Shout out to, yes, yes. Shout out to you, gentlemen. It's been another good show. Shout out to people in the comments. Uh, it's been a good one. It's been a real one. Uh, like Dan said, hit the QR code next to Jamal there and uh, find us in all facets of the internet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right there. And uh, like, like Jamal said, stay fucking warm, yo. It's like 15 degrees outside. Be inside, people. Do what you got to do. And get some lotion. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Disable planets. Disable planets. <laughs>